Welcome to What's That About with Joel and Tina. I wish you guys could have been here. <laughs> Welcome Joel, back. Welcome back. No, have you guys ever seen that thing that the, the New Zealanders do? What's it called? Oh. The hookah? Not the hookah. What's it called? You know what I I'm talking about. Like they do that dance. Like, hoo, 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 and they like do it. They start, slap themselves. Yeah, they slap them, yeah. yeah. Joel was doing his version of that just a second ago. <laughs> it was just so funny. I wish you could have seen I, it. I, I'm glad I gave you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a little embarrassed that I brought it up. But uh, well, what's you know, the name of that? No, the, well, I know what you mean. It's the yeah, it's the New Zealand's All Blacks. It's for rugby, and you know they do their little New Zealand dance. It's pretty awesome, actually. Right. Well, I mean, it's like a native New Zealand dance. Anyway, I was not trying to imitate that. Well, it looked a lot like it. Okay. Like, it was well, like, trying to you know get myself ready for this podcast that yeah. I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. All right. Well, thanks. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome back. Or maybe yeah. it's your first time. Yeah, welcome. Um, so today we're in First Peter, <laughs> yes, chapter three. Yes, and we have a pretty big. I mean, we may get through all of it. Our thought is that we'll get through all of it. We but will. We'll see we where will. it goes. It's a longer reading. I think. But we'll it's get all it. pretty connected. Yeah. So it's verses eight through twenty-two. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading from the NIV. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because of this, you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. I'm going to stop there because that's a pretty good section for us to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Be like-minded, sympathetic, love Mm. one another, be compassionate and humble. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in college, my very first year I went to the Presbyterian Student Association PSA. It's now a UKIRK. Um, and one of the first things that we did as freshmen was that we would have a small group and we would go through this book about one anothering. Oh yeah. And so every time I see sure. one another um, hmm. I, I think about that study in which we talked about all the different things we're supposed to do for one another. And I think loving one another is probably one of the most difficult things we can do, but it has the most impact as well. Absolutely. I'm looking at that next verse as well. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with a blessing. You know, it kind of reminds me, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. You know, you, you have heard an eye for eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, turn the cheek. And, it kind of speaks to a deeper sense of who we are. You know, we don't like being insulted. We we don't like it when people do evil to us. And I think we have this initial inclination to respond to it, maybe emotionally or sometimes physically. But when things happen to us that come to us that kind of hurt our sense of fair play or people act in a way that we find disgusting or evil even, it's a really, really natural response to want to lash out to that or to want to pay in kind for the way that you were treated. And um, Peter is saying here that we we don't do that. We're not going to be 
that kind of person. We're not going to be that kind of people. That instead, we're going to behave differently. We're, you know, this is this is this is like where the rubber meets the road. I think. You know, we talk about what it means to be a Christian, and certainly it's about believing in Christ and all the things that go with that, of how he was born and how he lived and how he died. And that's really important. But how we respond to that belief is really critical to who we are, especially in the community that we're in. And here Peter's point out to us that, yeah, we're going to suffer. We've talked about that in the prior mm-hmm. weeks. And we might even suffer for doing good. And that's the point. The point is, is that We might suffer, people might do evil to us, they might spit on us, they might insult us, and how we respond to that really actually does matter. And so if we're intent on, you know, responding one-to-one, if this happens to us, we respond, then we're no better than anybody else. We haven't learned anything about Christ. We haven't taken on his character. Um, But if we get to this place in our own lives where we recognize, yeah, somebody said something or done something to me that I don't like or I find distasteful or I find evil but then you find yourself not responding in kind God's making a connection I think it even goes beyond not responding in kind that you're supposed to bless them uh-huh. It, it, goes, right. it goes beyond just there like, well, they were mean to me. I'm not going to be mean to them. Sure. It goes into the realm wow. of they were mean to me. I'm going to be extra kind to them. And and that is very difficult because it, it's much easier to say they're jerks. I'm not going to mess with them. Okay. It's very different to say they're jerks. <laughs> what can I do to make their day better? Can I pray for them? Well, we can always pray for people. What's well, hard, though? I mean, yeah. if somebody's really hurt you, if somebody has done evil to you, to pray for them, that's a huge step. Um, and you know, it's it's that rubber is that rubber hitting that road? It's it's living our faith out on our sleeves. It's being who God actually has called us to be. We can't just be hearers of the word. We have to be doers of the word and what the word says to do here yeah. is repay evil with blessing <laughs> with a blessing right what is that so, you know i'm thinking wow. about i'm thinking about twitter yeah or any internet place that has commentary <laughs> sure that if you make a comment and someone responds back you know do you respond back in kind or uh, you know how do you be how can you be a uh, blessing on the internet good that's that's an <laughs> and important most of question. the time being a blessing on the internet is just not engaging <laughs> <laughs> but is that a blessing i mean is is withdrawing from that kind of thing actually a blessing or is it just withdrawing i mean how is that a positive thing for for that group that community that person you know these are these are tough questions they're not easy answers no Hmm. Yeah, it's not like we're on the playground anymore and little Johnny stole our lunch money. And so what we do is we give him our snacks, too. I mean, yeah. that it's yeah. not necessarily that yeah. kind of easiness yeah. in regards to this. And I think that the evil that we receive as adults is often much more subtle than when we were children. Like we've, sure. we've learned how to hide it pretty mm. well. And so people can be backhanded towards us. And so it can be tough to know when we need to be blessings. And I guess maybe the thing is, is to always try to be a blessing to people, which is hard work. I mean, that's not something that, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've heard stories recently yeah. of people who never spoke unkind words about other people and 
They were always friendly. And, and I think to myself, how do they do that? <laughs> I mean, how do you never speak an unkind word? And I guess you just learn how to talk with Jesus about people first. <laughs> because, you know, I think that's important that who Jesus sees is a lot different than who we see normally. For sure, for sure. I love there in uh, verse 12, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You know, I find that, you know, we have this, this fascinating uh, picture, this look into who God is and who we are. And the thing that we really know about God is God is certain. God is a certain thing. We can count on God. God is the rock. And we are not. <laughs> no. You know, we we are like... Though the, Peter, little rock. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Little Peter, sure. But we are like the waves that crash against the rock often in our lives. Um, we often crash against God. Uh, we crash against what God desires for us. Sometimes we run away like the waves that run away only to return. But here we have this, this sense of certainty. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayer. You know... Uh, one of the things I think that, that I sometimes struggle with, and I've heard other people struggle with as well, is, you know, what is prayer for? Does it actually matter? Does it make a difference? And here we're being told that God's ears actually are attentive to the prayers of the righteous. And I think in this context, the righteous are the people who are seeking God. They're not seeking their own benefit. They're not seeking harm. They're not praying, Lord, please strike down that person who harmed me. Or, Lord, please do this for me. But it is a sense of prayer in which they are seeking God in their prayer. Lord, help me to see you. Help me to love like you love. Help me to be the person you've called me to be. And I think that's really a powerful reminder to us of uh, what it means to really pray, what it means to seek God, and the kind of people God calls us to be. Yeah. Mm. Well, I do... Um... And I keep going further forward and backwards in the, in the same little bit. Um, you know, the, the idea of being sympathetic, mm-hmm. loving, mm-hmm. being compassionate, and humble. I think that, though, well, like-minded is in there, too. Don't want to skip that. The, <laughs> the, um, I think that those are sometimes wrapped up in what's, in verse 11 that Hmm. turn from evil do good seek peace and pursue it that i think oftentimes we we seek our own desires and pursue them whereas seeking peace and pursuing it puts you on a different path i think that that humility that humbleness happens when we are seeking peace so is it is it peace with god is it is it peace with other people i mean does it fit in the context Within this passage of evil and, and the people that come against us, I mean, this. I mean, what, I don't do you think know. I don't know that you can have peace with other people if you're not at peace with God. That if you and God are at war, <laughs> then you're more than likely <laughs> going to be trouble. at war with people as well. <laughs> sure, sure. But is the vice versa the same? That if we have peace with God, then we can, or we are at peace with others. I mean, is is it? You might like that? be. That doesn't mean that they they're are. at peace with you. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they're at peace ah, with you. Sure, right? <laughs> sure. Well, we can't control that. I mean, you, no. can't, you can't control what other people do. Yeah, I mean, uh, our sister Mari, she talks to us a lot of times about radical acceptance. Oh, which yeah, sure. Which is one of sure. those key words. And I think that it's true that, <laughs> that part of Christianity is that 
radical acceptance. So when you accept God, it makes it easier to be at peace with other humans because then you don't need to control them. You don't need to control the outcome. You can hmm. you can accept it. So like God, it God's the higher relationship. God is the overarching relationship that then trickles down to our other relationships. Right. So if we start with God and we focus on, on getting that uh, in a good place, then that will... And it does. It definitely affects the other relationships that we have. Yes. In a positive way. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So on to verse 13. Yes. So who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. And it only a few people, eight and all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Mm. That first mm. part, I think, speaks directly to what we were just talking about, mm -hmm. that you know, who who's going to want to harm you if you're doing good? So if you're serving God, who's going to want to harm you? And even if they do talk poorly about you, even if they do punish you, even mm -hmm. if they do persecute you yeah. for doing yeah. what God has asked you to do, it is better than doing what you know is wrong and suffering right. from that. Right, right, right. Mm. But at the same time, peer pressure... Hmm. Peer pressure is a very powerful thing. It and, and that doesn't go away with age. Um, you know, you you build a life, you build yeah. friends, you, you yeah. build a community. And yeah. that community can really tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing, even if you know that you should be doing something different. Yeah. When we were reading through this, uh, a couple verses jumped out at me. One of them was uh, 18. Uh, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. That gives us the answer to the beginning part of the passage we were talking about. You know, why, why does it really matter uh, about our behavior? Why does it really matter that, that we act a certain way? Does God really care? Does it affect other people? And here we get this answer that Christ suffered, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. This idea that the way that we interact with the world, the way that we interact with people, especially who don't know God, really does matter. Because through our behavior, we can show people that God is good. 
uh, by forgiving, by not repaying evil with evil, by acting so different than what we should act or expected to act by other people, people can see that and say, well, wait a second. Why didn't they repay evil for evil? Why didn't they get back at me? Why didn't they want to do all these things instead to act differently than that? It brings people to God because ultimately that's really what this is about. It's not just living our own lives so that we are good with God, but it's also getting to that place where the other the people in the world that we encounter that don't know God, they might have a good encounter with God through us. Hmm. And um, so there's, there's kind of a responsibility there, I think, that we're being shown of, of why this matters. Well, and I think a lot of that is about, you know, there's a lot of this talk of disobedience and obedience, and um, I don't think we can do it on our own. We definitely cannot do it on our own. That, yeah. you know, anybody oh, can sure. do good things. <laughs> yeah. And I think that this is really bizarre, this whole concept of if people are, are evil or insult you, that you should be a blessing to them. That That's not normal. That's not normal. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of another group or organization that does that kind of thing. You know, we, we used to do that in, uh, when I was working with youth groups, that would be our thing. If you insulted somebody, you had to give them three uppers. Oh, one downer for an upper. Yeah. If, yeah, if yeah. you gave somebody one downer, then you had to give them three uppers. So it was like, <laughs> you're stupid. Now you have to give them three uppers. Yeah. Well, I guess your hair is pretty. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, we went through that a lot. Of, yeah. You can't, you can't be rude to people. But you're right, though, about trying to do this on our own. It, it just doesn't work that way. And it's not meant to work like that. We're not meant to... Uh, do it through our own, our own effort because ultimately we're not good enough as people to be able to do that. Well, and I love the reminder of baptism mm. you know, that yeah. that this idea, and, and it's not like you're not washed to get the dirt off, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Coming, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not what baptism is I mean, for. Isn't, wasn't Peter the one who said, don't wash my feet? And, and Jesus is like, if you don't, if I don't wash your feet, you're not clean. And he yeah. goes, well, watch, watch my whole body. He's like, no, if you've been, you just need your feet clean. Peter, you're totally missing the point. And now here's Peter talking to us yeah. about baptism, yeah. about how He's come a it's long not way. about the dirty feet. It's come a long the, way. It's fantastic. The, I mean, like the idea that he said to himself, you know, oh, you know, Jesus wasn't really clean to my feet at all. I get it. Oh, <laughs> it's about baptism. Ah! And service. Oh man! So I mean, it's really, it's really rich coming from Peter that sure. that it's that this reminder of baptism. You know that that even when it was in the Old Testament, he's reminding us that this cleansing from God has always been available to us. That <clears throat> Noah and his sons and their wives, that they participated in baptism. And that that baptism continues to this day. And it's not just about the external mm-hmm. stuff. It's about yeah. the the internal stuff. It's about getting us to a place. And I think that without the Holy Spirit, without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, mm. that I don't 
believe that this is sustainable. I think you could yeah. do it. You could do it on occasion. You could do it when it benefits you. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you could sustain it in a situation where it does not benefit you if you did not have the Holy Spirit. Or when it's coming at you every day or all the time or... You know where you're it's beating you down you know those kind of things chip away at our defenses we can only handle so much we can only handle so many times where people tear us down or where people turn on us and so it's got to be something more than our strength more than our ability more than our own character for sure when i do wonder like so how does this you know the difference between this and the idea of the doormat because yeah. there's the idea of the doormat oh, you get run, yeah, you get run, run over, over sure. that, that yeah. somebody just runs you over. Yeah. This is different than that because in this situation, first of all, you, you purposely lay down, but then you also purposely serve, which is different than someone. It's not someone. being forced on you. No, it's not being forced on you at all. This isn't somebody like... Making you into this. No, this is you yeah. choosing to serve. That, that this is you choosing to be a blessing to those that you could just as easily cut out of your life. That's right. That's and, right. And I would say that within that, of course, there are people in your life that do need to go sometimes. <laughs> the, the, the biggest blessing that you can be is not to just, be a part of that. To say goodbye. Just to say goodbye. <laughs> um, and that's not an easy situation. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And mm. But I, I think a lot of this is about learning how to be submissive to Christ. That's its own journey. I yeah. mean, that's that's a big part of the walk is um, learning that what it means for him to be in charge, what it means for him to direct. You know, we I like this image of a tandem bicycle. You know, who's who's in that front seat turning? You know, do we put Jesus there or are we there? And I think we're not meant to be there, but we are meant to be in the back pedaling, working giving our all, but we're not leading it. We're coming along for that ride that, that Christ is, is, is leading us on. Mm-hmm. And this is a part of that. You know, uh, what it means to be a type of person who um, do, doesn't return evil for evil and instead seeks to bless those who hurt us. That's not a doormat. No. That's, that's a choice that you make because of your relationship that you have with God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, Mm. I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I hope to see you on the blog, joelandtinatalk.com. You can leave us any questions or messages there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you around. See you around. Bye. Bye.